There is a new coffee chain in town that is gaining a cult-like following. It started as a coffee cart in Oregon 30 years ago, and they now have around 400 stores. They're called Dutch Bros, and they're still relatively unknown, especially among Wall Street bros. They did go public last fall, ticker symbol BROS, and the bros stock price is up about 50% from the IPO price. They're not just coffee, they do energy drinks, teas, smoothies, all from their signature small footprint drive through centric locations. Those stores, by the way, on average, each do around $1.7 million in sales. But what's behind the hype? What makes them different than, say, Starbucks? Today on Dumb Money, could this small coffee chain become a major growth stock? We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turn $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. If you are properly caffeinated this morning, go ahead and smash the like button. Or if you still need coffee, like button. Uh, if you don't even like coffee but like stocks, like button. Thank you, guys. Um, Chris, Jordan, this is a brand that I hadn't even heard of until it came up in the Dumb Money Discord community, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. But, Chris, you actually went to one of their locations. Uh, was it earlier this week? Uh, yes. And I'm going to throw out something that we rarely throw out. But uh, this could be a generational investment opportunity. Oh, when I throw that out, I got to say, we're not advisors. We're not financial advisors. This is, for us, a generational opportunity. And for you, an opportunity to poke holes in our thesis and tell us what we're missing. Because, guys, dude, I was so skeptical. Who was it in Discord that put this out, that, that put out this high-conviction report? It was, let's see if we get this guy's name. I'm going to send him $250 via Venmo this week. If someone could help me identify him. <laughs> it, it, someone it, could get his it, Venmo address. It, it he has is, my favorite quote in that uh, Gordo. Gordo. It's Gordo. He's got my favorite in, quote in that document where he quotes Warren Buffett and says, "IPO stands for it's probably overpriced," and I thought that that was perfect for this company. Well, and this one did not only start high but went higher and then higher. Yep. So it started in the mid twenties, went to forty, went to seventy, but it's it's come back down since. But is this well, is this a generational stock? Is this something that is going to like? I, I really think that they've done a good job of targeting Gen Z, and they've done a good job of finding a way to maximize the sales per square foot. What? Yeah. What do we see here? Well, and I think what they where they've grown is perfect for what the brand is, right? These like little drive-through hut things, um, and so in certain major metros, that's going to work, right? And that's in the Southwest. Um, where you've got tons of land um, and the major metros aren't quite packed like they are in the Northeast. I don't see this thing working um, in some of the more densely populated cities. You know, you don't get that drive-through model in New York I, City. Right? You don't get that drive-through model in uh, Washington, D.C. It just doesn't make sense. I, I, I disagree. I see where you're going with that, but I disagree because part of the model, and I went to one of the stores, it's drive-through plus walk-up. Jordan. Yeah. So the walk up is actually like a whole vibe there. Um, the walk up is essentially the same as eating, going into a Starbucks. They just don't let you in the store. So people kind of chill and hang out 
right outside this window. So what is that like? Is it is it really just a bunch of people hanging out outside of a coffee shop? Because everything I've read says that that's kind of the vibe and that it, it is a bunch of young people and this is just kind of the, the Gen Z. All the product names are trendy. They have young people working there. The baristas are called broistas. It's just like... It's it's a thirty year old company that's trying to is it is it legit or is it it's is it like a, it's like a boomer coffee. trying to be it's not, no it's not even just coffee first of all it's like no, it's energy, energy drinks and like teas yeah yeah it, it, this place stays open at night and there when I went was at night and there was a line going around the driveway and and music playing and people hanging and hang it was a thing dude it was like a non alcoholic cool thing for people just to be going and hanging dude let me just say something about this i feel the same way about this company that i felt about another company i talk about all the time which is five below you just won't get it until you actually visit a location the first time i stepped in a five below i don't know nine years ago i said oh this is it this is it this place is going to open up five thousand locations in every single one of them is going to do gangbusters business every single one of them because this business model works everywhere and so the second i walked up to this dutch bros and i was super skeptical i read this high conviction report and i was like dude another starbucks seriously another coffee shop no way no thank you but then our community kept talking about it and i was like fine they're in dallas I, I might as well go check one of these out because there's none of them by our house, right? Well, that's the thing. They're would, in Dallas, but they're in like the northern suburbs where real estate is cheaper. So that's that they have that going for them. But does Gen Z, how long is Gen Z going to live there once they move out of their parents' it, suburban it, it house? It doesn't matter where they are. They can open up in our neighborhood, Dave. I'm telling you, I pulled up and I was like, drive through only. This is insane. But I the drive throughs are actually kind of, it's a kind of a cool. Thing, it's right? not a they normal drive They have double drive throughs on either side of this little hut at some of the locations. They, the the local paper here, I looked back when they had a, um, a review come out last summer when they first opened, and they said that the Dutch bro coffee energy is real and annoyingly likable. And that's exactly it is, what it sounds like to me. It is annoyingly like. Okay, so imagine this. Do you remember like how, you remember those kids in high school that I don't know whether they maybe they went to like on spring break I don't know that maybe they went to like retreats and helped people build villages and stuff they're just always bright and happy and fun and sweet and kind and you're like I wish I could be as happy and as nice and energetic as these kids 24 7 I feel like and I don't know and and there's no religious component that I'm aware of with this place I'm not getting at that I'm just saying I don't know how they hire these kids because I walked up and I just stuck my head in the in the window, like I always do weird stuff, like checking, doing store checks, and usually expect to get kicked out or people be like, we can't talk to you. And I ended up hanging out with you know, these high school kids in there, just talking about the vibe and the energy and what makes them special. And the whole drive-through is just a bunch of high school kids, but they're not just there taking orders. They're running up the cars, they're singing, they're like dancing, they have music playing. You can tell they know all the people in the cars or they're getting to know them and they're having a good time. And and the normal me would be like, oh, cringe, I don't want to deal with this. But there's just something that's so 
enthusiastically like like just just magnetic about the atmosphere that you can't help but like it, it you can't help but have it put can you in a good mood can you scale that chris can you keep that going yeah they're scaling do they have 500 jordan they have 540 locations they've been around right. for 30 years they somehow way different than a few thousand right uh, no, I mean, listen, 500, 8,000, I believe if you could do 500 or something, you could definitely do 8,000 or something. And that's their goals, have 8,000 in North America. And, and I'm that's where the growth you, story comes in. And I, I think yeah. that that's what I like, is they are a kind of tried and true formula that they perfected over 30 years, and now they're having their moment. And even, you know what? you're saying these kids who work there? I'm still wondering when people are going to grow up and figure out that buying a four, three, four, five dollar cup of coffee is literally the worst thing that you can do with your money. It's not about money coffee. It's not the experience. It's not about like, coffee. They're going to wake up and stop going to Starbucks or Dutch Brothers. No, no. They, I, they won't. I, listen, Graham Stephan is going to hate what I'm about to say right now. But I used to think that way, and I've turned around because you know what? It's not the coffee. It's some people, not everybody, but some people need uh, a little mini experience. And I know it sounds stupid, but like in Dutch Bros and at the coffee shop I go to at least, it's just that little like you can just, you know, talk, chit chat with the person for a minute. You get your coffee. You kind of see the same people every morning. Some people bring their dogs. Like it for, it, it's, it's, it's $4 of value. I hate to say it. It's four dollars and fifty cents of value, and and and, and yeah. it, it, for certain people, listen, it work. There's a reason why people reason. do it. They're not yeah. doing it for no reason. Okay, no, they, no, 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 no. It's two. So, like, what, what are you going to go two hundred days a year? I mean, four bucks. That's that's almost a thousand dollars a year that you're blowing. Jordan, at, uh, you know how much Jordan. money people spend on crap these days. Yeah. It's on insane. experiences. And Jordan, you, I mean, you may not go to Starbucks, but I know you have a very expensive coffee machine at home. No, I do so. not. I'm so <laughs> Don't you have one of those I things that grinds and machine. I bought a super automatic espresso machine, but I bought it from Whole Latte Love as a refurb. I got it for about eight hundred dollars, um, and so that's one year of coffee that I've invested. And that machine is now ten years old. But does it make cold it brew? All the espresso drinks that I could ever imagine. Does it make uh, a Dutch freeze? Does it make a <laughs> no. a rebel? Does it make a this on that screen? <laughs> the, no. I don't think it makes smoothies. I don't think it makes a Dutch soda. I mean, I really want to. I'm, I'm going calories? to one of these stores. This looks. Like, can I just, uh, Jordan? I want to tell you something. So I watched uh, in my research for Dutch Bros. I watch a bunch of TikTok. So I always yeah. recommend people to just go to TikTok, type in the thing they're research, just to see what, not only what people are making TikToks of, but read the comments of those TikToks. But I saw this one video of this high school girl. They only hire high school kids, right? So uh, this high school girl that worked at Dutch Bros. And she made a video combating people that say that Dutch bro employees are too chatty in the drive through line. And she wanted people to understand that a lot of the people that she sees every day, this might be the only human interaction that they have. And the fact that she gets to know the names of all these people in all different age groups, she knows about their lives. She actually spends a minute or so talking to them when they're in line, walking through line. She knows that a lot of these people, that's the highlight of their day. And it gives her so much fulfillment knowing that she could bring that joy to people's lives. And she was like, Dutch Bros employees, back me up. You know what I'm talking about. And like, I saw that and I was like, dude, this is not Starbucks. This just might be Gen Z, Gen A Starbucks. Like, I, I there are people that, that talk about 
Dutch Bros being as big as Starbucks, I thought I would normally think that was that's an insane thing to say. But I'm actually thinking that I'm not saying they're going to be as big as Starbucks, but the concept of them maybe being half the size of a Starbucks in 10 or 15 years is theoretically possible if they execute. Now, there's some issues that I want to talk about, but I think that this is a possible generational company. Is it a generational investment? That's what we need to figure out because the few people that are invested in Dutch Bros are paying crazy money for it. The valuation sky high. I think they understand how special it is. It's kind of like buying Lulu early, kind of like buying Chipotle early. They all seemed insane. I feel like Dutch Bros could be one of those companies that is always overvalued. It always seems like the valuation is more than it should be. Same thing with Five Below. Five Below had an insane valuation forever, and now it's at four or five X that valuation it was a few years ago because I love business models where I have absolute confidence that they can replicate it in any town in the country and the people are going to relate to it. It's a universal likable concept that's differentiated there's no roadblocks there's nothing complex it's not like trendy or fatty it's just this is something that i see eight thousand of them i actually see eight thousand of them but let's talk about the the issues there will probably be some competition good luck competing with them on culture not easy to do you can create a product culture oh hell no good luck you know what i'm more worried about guys i'm more worried about um, the possibility of wage inflation hitting them with all these kids at work. They have so many people. They must have had five kids in the drive-thru, a, a whole bunch of kids working inside because they're making all these drinks, but they're having a blast. It's like a party 24-7 I think, I think the, the way they combat that is make it fun to work there and make your friends work there, and they can they can afford to hire twice as many 16-year-olds as they can Always There's an age minimum. discrimination oh, suit. certain scale, guys, and you've talk, you're talking like a five-year-old restaurant brand that, you know, in a few years, what are you, are you going to start firing people because they're too old? You can't do that, right? I mean, I, I just... No, see that you can't no but always, once you, you, can't once you graduate high school and go off somewhere, you're, you're maybe not wanting to work at the coffee shop they anymore and let and a new generation come in. This is going to sound crazy. I'm going to go apply for a job there, and when I don't get it, I'm going to say it was age discrimination, though. It could be. Right? It very much could be. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'll work for the 10 bucks or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. If they put one near my the, house, I would totally work there for a day and see how it goes. Yeah. That would make a good environment, video. You just... Listen, you know I kind of think and act like a 15-year-old half the time, but the <laughs> environment there was kind of fun to drive through as an adult. But I know I'm not working. I mean, like, I wouldn't fit in there. Like, you have to be a kid. It, right, they literally you, you go there, like, you get that job when you're in high school. You love it, whatever. And then, like, maybe mm. you're not the person that goes to college. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to keep working here. And after a while, you know, you need to make money or, you know, whatever. Are they, you know, is that is that dynamic? Then I think you leave to go nah. make money somewhere else. I don't think are they, they need be, to. Are they be I don't think they're going to have wage inflation. Figure out how to get higher wages. And I, you know, I don't know. Counting I, on I, a very low end workforce, I just don't think is a very good idea. Well, they've made it work for 30 years. Okay. They have made it work for 30 years. They've been yep. expanding. Uh, so, and I will say this though, Jordan, I am a little bit worried about the, the atmosphere from what I understand doing some deeper research 
part of the culture of going through. Listen, there's a lot of, you know, you've got cute young girls working there. you got young guys working there. Like, everybody's They're single. They're destined and to become young. a reality show. That's their, well, that's their growth strategy. But, but, but here's the problem. You have people come to the drive-thru, and part of the experience is they kind of feel like, hey, they've got high school kids in the drive-thru. They're probably hitting on the workers, right? Like, I, I am a little bit concerned that there is a template to have HR issues in this environment in 2022. And that's going to be a little bit tricky for the company. Now, they've done a good job so far. And I think the reason why they've done a good job is they create a super happy environment and they don't let stuff bubble. From what I understand, a reading from the HR, they don't let stuff bubble up like that type of environment. They just cut it real quick and keep everything positive and, and good. But man, it's a little bit scary uh, a little worried about wage inflation, a little bit worried about future HR issues. Um, I am always a little bit worried about the founder. Is one brother of the two, one of the two brothers died. Uh, he's like, he is the leader of this company. And if something happens to him, I don't know. They do have new executive management. So hopefully they're going through that scaling now as a public company. They, you're Jordan, you are right. They do have to scale quicker than before. Um, but it seems like a pretty simple template that's the problem about, issue. look, I mean, so when you're talking about something that's priced like this, they have to, like, they're, I mean, they're priced, what, like 55 times 2024, 20, you know, crazy or something yeah. like that. It's insane. It's a $10 billion company. It's making, you know, yeah. 200 million bucks. It's crazy. Yahoo's right? wrong. We should tell everyone that the Yahoo valuation, Yahoo Finance is wrong. It's not a $2 billion company. Yeah. Uh, if you it's actually 10. dive in deeper, you'll see that once you account for all the fully diluted share, shares, it's roughly a $10 billion company at today's valuation. Yeah. I'm saying 9.46 as the current actual valuation. Yeah. So it's expensive, right? Um, and maybe it deserves that if they can keep this growth rate up. But again, growth rates get harder and harder you know, as you get further along down the line. So maybe, I mean, maybe they can keep it going. I don't know. The other thing is that I, they're not allowing franchises anymore, which a lot of times helps accelerate growth. And that's, you know, they're going with all corporate stores. Um, I, I think they have their, they have so much confidence in their model and they know how, how, how difficult their culture, the culture is so important to them that they made a decision not to franchise anymore so they could have firm control over the yeah. company culture. Yeah, and yeah, I, the I culture like, is really everything like, for this brand. And by the way, the big what everyone's talking about uh, when it comes to Dutch Bros is the lockup expiration. A ton of shares are coming up uh, for lockup expiration on March 14th. So the, everyone's like, I'm buying in after the lockup expiration. Then when this thing falls again, so I, I almost am nervous that there's too many eyeballs looking at that lockup expiration. And you might, if it doesn't happen or if it doesn't fall much, it will really start cooking. Uh, after that expiration date. But, hey, there could be an opportunity to buy in cheaper after March 14th. I always tell people, be careful, because, you know, a lot of these institutional investors, whether they're supposed to or not, they will uh, hedge and short their stock through other entities leading up to expiration. So they, they facilitate those trades in advance. So usually the lockup expirations aren't as big of a deal as they used to be. But sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It's, if you're counting on it, then it, you know, who knows if it'll happen. You know me, I can't not own a ge- generational stock. So I am going to right now, I, ha- I don't own any shares. I'm going to buy some shares now. And I, I am a little nervous about the lockup. If this thing, because this thing tends to trade between the high 30s and the fi- mid 50s. If this lockup expiration actually does take it down closer to 40, 
or anywhere in the high 30s, guys, you will see me go. And I don't normally trade price, you know that. But because there's a lockup expiration, I have to be aware of that. Um, I would be willing to go in deeper no matter what happens more, most likely after the, the March 14th lockup expiration. So I'm keeping my eyes on this one. I want to own a lot of this company, but I'm going to start by owning a little of the company. I'm not a financial advisor. I have yeah. to own generational companies. I'm addicted I'm, to them. I'm the same. I love it when people do differentiated stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to probably uh, try to buy half now and half later. Just see what happens. That, that's, that sounds reasonable. And I'm going to make a pretty, um, I think this is going to be a fairly substantial uh, investment, but not yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I listen, even Dave, I, I feel like even if the upside is limited due to the valuation today, um, I th- feel like the downside is probably relatively limited for me at least as well if they can make it through the March 14th expiration because that is kind of a huge deal for them, right? That that expert, that's a big deal. Now, always we have to pay attention to coffee prices, right? Like that always impacts them. Yeah, I love that these guys. Now. Does it, right? I mean, so when you look at something like this where you're charging, you know, three, four, five dollars for a beverage, does the coffee price really eat that much into that big of a profit margin? I think I think their operational costs are way more than those. Uh, you know, and Jordan also, like yeah, you're right. Money. Also, when they're doing so many different types of drinks and energy yeah. drinks, like they're doing so much. Like, God, their menu is so different. It's well, I think so said different. Forty percent of their drinks are coffee drinks, so it's not even half or coffee. Yeah, and uh, I want it. I want to remind everyone in the community, Gordo. I'm gonna I'm gonna Venmo you 250 bucks for making a great contribution to the community uh, at dumbmoney.tv forward slash discord. Uh, for those of y'all that aren't in our discord community, we have community members surfacing ideas like this all the time. And anytime I see an idea that I think is really cool, that's a social arb idea, meaning identifying change, connecting the dots to investable opportunities uh, early. Uh, I'm gonna try to reward those community members. So I'll be sending you a Venmo this week. I've done that a couple times this week so far. It's been an expensive week for you. It has been, and I, (laughs) I I want to make these checks bigger. I just need to start making more money in the market. The market's been rough the last six weeks, so. Uh, I might occasionally write $5,000 checks, $10,000 checks. If I see stuff that's really good that I end up investing heavily in, I'm not against writing a five dollars or $10,000 check to a community member that puts an amazing idea in a high-conviction report. So I want to incentivize you guys to do that, right? Yeah. Please, and if you're please not a part of the Dumb Money community, go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. It is absolutely free, and you never know. Your idea could profit for you. Yeah, and by the way, we have that. We still have that public trading account. There's like ten thousand dollars in there, and that's the community's money. We put it in there for the community. Whatever, however big they grow that to, we'll let the community choose what they want to do with that. But if you don't have a public account, get one from dumbmoney.tv forward slash public, and we get paid. We don't take the money. We put the money in the community account, uh, and so it's really just us getting money, putting it back into the community account, and you guys get to vote on what to trade. I think every couple of weeks, once a month. I don't know what they're. Uh, guys, next week we have great episodes. I also get to do another NFT episode next week, right? Yes, and yes your allotment of one per week. Good one! I'm working <laughs> on a good one. You do not want to miss. I promise you not want to miss this one. Guys, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Give us a thumbs up. Like this episode. It uh, means a lot to us. And uh, this, is, this has been a fun one. I'm going to get myself a Dutch Bros coffee right now because I have not... I'm not caffeinated yet, Dave, and I got a long I, day. I'll okay. join you. I mean, th- these things are so far away. It's going to be a road trip, but 
Yeah. Are gonna, we like should a, do it. You gonna get one of their slushies? You gonna get like a normal? Co- they do they even have like a normal cappuccino? Yes, I will they do. Let, I will let you know. I'll take a they, picture. They all have of it, funky guys. names though. Yeah. I'll take a picture and uh, and send to you. All right. I We're done, money. We will see you maybe tomorrow for a special live happy hour episode. Who knows? Um, or if not, <laughs> subscribe and you'll see us next week. <laughs>